0: We're going
1: to skate to one song, one song only. All right. Today's very special guest, the emergency backup for the Nashville Preds and once dressed for the Colorado Avalanche, Dustin Dembone-Smith. Welcome to the podcast.
0: Yeah, thanks, guys.
2: Thanks for having me. Uh yeah, an honor. I, I believe I skated with you a few times in Nashville when I was on Junior Preds. Um that like oh, yeah, not that deal. DH morning skate, I believe? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we, we
0: just had a fun little morning skate uh, this morning. We do uh, kind of like an alumni thing every Tuesday, Thursday morning. So fresh off a nice morning skate.
2: Oh yeah, with JP. Yeah, Yeah, the legend himself. We got a good group going. Sweet. So we got some questions for
1: you. Uh, Gold is going to start it off. All right. Um, Life as an e-bug. I mean, what's what's that like? How'd it come to be and your whole hockey journey, basically? Yeah,
0: well, life as an e-bug in general, it's I don't know. It's a lot of, uh, sitting around watching games and, you know, a lot of, uh, not, not really anything happening. You know, you're just kind of going to the games, hanging out, but then you see, uh, guys like Tom Hodges, uh, you saw this year go and play for, um, you know, he went and played for Anaheim. That's it's kind of a wake up call. Like, Oh yeah, I'm here for a reason. I'm, I'm potentially getting put into a game. So, uh, you know, you, you kind of go to games and try to keep that mindset fresh that it is possible to get into a game, but you know, the becoming an emergency goalie, it's pretty different city to city. I I think each goalie will probably have sometimes similar stories, a lot of them different, but uh, you know, I kind of established my relationship with the Preds during the lockout in 2012. And I I ended up practicing with them for the, the whole lockout. And then, um, the Florida Panthers actually had like a, a, a goal of a lifetime competition and, you know, a bunch of goalies went down and um, just had this really big goalie competition. I ended up tying that with a guy who lives in Florida. And then after that was when the emergency goalie rule came about, And you know, because I already knew the Preds and had already practiced with them. They they had me up and said, hey, do you want to be our ebug?" And it's it's been yes every year since then. So, uh, you know, I've been enjoying the whole uh, e-bug life for a while
1: now. So. Coming up, what's uh, something that our guests, we uh, ask our guests is their hockey journey through college and youth, and everyone has a different story. Can you talk about a little bit about your story?
0: Yeah. Yeah, as far as a path, uh,
1: not exactly
0: the most glamorous path. Uh, I was born in San Diego, and I moved here to Nashville when I was like 10, 11 years old, and uh, started playing roller hockey and then played uh, – jumped into ice hockey started playing high school and um and then after high school I ended up playing uh D3 college club here uh in Nashville and as far as like competitive hockey that was really kind of the end of the road it was it was beer league after that you know kind of a a typical beer league path I guess but um you know getting to know guys in the community and and practicing with a lot of pros and uh, you know, stuff over the summers eventually led to uh, the opportunity to practice with the team during that lockout. So, uh, you know, had some pretty awesome hockey experiences over the years, mostly just kind of stuff that I've either like fell into or uh, just kind of hung around and uh, ended up putting myself in these situations. But yeah, as far as a path, really, really nothing too glamorous or
1: anything like that. Um- I did a little research on the elite prospect. It says something about the SPHL. Uh, is that did you play games or what was that like? No, I,
0: no, I might even have the wrong person because I, I never played anything in the SP. Unless someone's sneaking in some uh, some stats for me to, to pump my tires, but uh, yeah, nothing nothing in the SP, no pro anything.
1: So it's it was straight from men's league to uh, just being an e bug. The lockout, right? So yeah. what happened during the lockout? Did you call them or they call you? So
0: no, there's a, a, a skills coach in town, Tim McAllister, and he does a lot of skills work with a lot of pros. And, you know, I ended up skating with guys like JP Dumont, Mark Erat, and those guys over the summers. And it was usually small groups, you know, I had full of maybe some junior kids and stuff like that. And Timmy would call me out and have me come out and just fill a net for skill stuff. And, that year of the lockout, um, I just hit Timmy up and said, Hey man, like, you know, I'm available in the mornings. If you have any skates, like, you know, I'd love to come out. He says, yeah, actually, uh, if you want to come out on Monday, like we'll have a pretty good group. And then he says, Oh, by the way, um, you know, Pekka and Mason are probably going to be there. And I was, I was thinking small group, maybe Pex and Mace would have their own end or something like that. And I show up and it's, it's, you know, wall to wall preds like there wasn't even anywhere for me to sit it was just so packed with with all these preds players and um you know i asked timmy all the time like why would you even why would you even have me out for that like that you know didn't really have any place to be in there and he's like oh well why not you know why wouldn't i have you out there but um you know that was actually a really big uh summer for me you know i I learned a lot. I am skating with LA pro guys for a while and it was this, you know, pretty wild experience for me, but it really kind of thrust me into, uh, kind of the uh, the hockey lifestyle that, you know, I've been living, you know, all the way up to today.
1: You mentioned the, uh, that pro morning skate or whatever it was, or were there any rookies there at that skate? That's now like real, like big time guys in the NHL.
0: You know what? I, I can't really think of any, Um, I I think a lot of these like big name guys uh, you know they kind of have their own skills coaches stuff like that Timmy was just a great coach that was local and guys could just stay here in town and and work with him but um, you know I've I've skated with a lot of a lot of guys from you know different eras of the Preds you know going back to uh, you know like the Shea Weber days and uh, you know skating with Roman Yossi when he was when he was a lot younger when he was a rookie it was you know, it's kind of crazy to see him develop over the years and become, like, the elite defenseman that, that he is today. So I think that would kind of be the, the closest one escaping with the OC.
2: So you may have not played in the SP, but you did suit up for the Avs. How was that experience?
0: Man, that, that whole experience was wild. Like, because, you know, like I said, as an ebook, it, you go to all these games and, and nothing really happens. But... Um, you know i this year coming off the COVID season i i decided you know what i'm gonna have a fresh mindset going into these games because it's you know coming off the of COVID season you never know what's going to happen and um so i was doing kind of uh my pre-game warm-up that i usually do i usually throw on the vr headset i do this like sensorina like warm-up that i would do uh you know before any other game just to kind of get in that mindset of of playing hockey and um i just finished my warm up and I had my phone was blowing up like hey we need you to get to the rink now so um everything moved really fast it went from being super nervous you know as I'm like slamming all my gear in my bag panicking like trying to get to the rink but um you know by the time I left the house it was it quickly turned into excitement like you know having just a a short amount of time to really process what was happening but like I really wanted to make sure that I enjoyed the whole experience and man from the minute I walked into the rink to uh you know the minute I'm stepping out on the ice for warmups, it was uh everything moved really fast but getting on the ice looking around and, and skating around with everybody was like one of the coolest experiences
1: can you in the abs locker room what what was that like Like, is there any standout guys in that locker room?
0: Oh, man. Like, as you can imagine, Nathan McKinnon, the whole situation for that game was, you can tell they were all pretty frustrated. You know, they had guys dropping left and right, uh, testing positive for COVID. They were put in a pretty sticky situation. Like, you know, they're losing players and they have a game to play and a game to prepare for. But, um, you know, it was it was cool to see all the guys in the room kind of rallied together. I didn't realize how intense McKinnon was like as an individual and uh, you know, it was really cool to see that fire that he had and, and uh, the intensity and, and watching everybody in the room kind of rally up and uh, you know, go to work.
1: Who's got that best shot in the room?
0: Oh man. I honestly like going through warmups, I didn't even remember who was shooting. It was just like, you know, I jumped in for, you know, kind of the, the last bit of it there and, um you know my my adrenaline was pumping so hard I didn't even have a chance to see who was shooting and what but um you know I felt like I was moving a million miles an hour and I had a buddy who, who sent me a video and it's like just just moving around normal like nothing crazy but um yeah and no, I, I I don't even remember at this point like who had the best shot out there
2: um have you have you skated with uh Pekka and Saros and how was that and is there anything that they do that's special that really separates them from just other goalies around the league?
0: Yeah, man, like skating with Pekka, like going back to the lockout year, uh, you know, when I first met him, you know, kind of another guy that has uh, intensity, but, you know, only on the ice is, you know, you hear, you hear everybody say he's one of the nicest people ever because he really is. Like as, as a person, like he's just such a great person, but um you know, I remember seeing him during. A, we were playing rebound game, like towards the end of a practice, and you know, you see goalies like get get into it and and battle and work, but like you know, Pekka just had this this level of um, you know competitiveness in him that that you know I hadn't really seen before, and uh, you know, every opportunity that I had to skate with him since then was was always super special because you know you do get to see uh, this incredible goalie just go to work and um, he's just so big and, and he's so athletic. And, um, so it was always a treat to get to see him play, but Soros, um, man, talk about like a skilled, skilled goalie. Like he's a little more quiet, calm and and reserved as a guy, but again, like such a good person. And, um, you know, every time I get to go see him play at games, it's, it's always a treat for me, but, you know, anytime I I get to get on the ice with them and and talk with him for a little bit and then watch him go to work. It's, it's pretty inspiring too. You know, you see a guy like him go to work and just kind of, uh, the guy's killing it. (laughs) Like I love watching the guy play. So, um, you know, kind of a bummer that he got hurt there going into the playoffs. You know, he worked really hard to get, get to that position. And, um, but I mean, you know, knowing him, he's going to go to work over the summer and he's going to come back and be better than he was this year. Do
1: you think Saros is going to win the uh, Vesna this year?
0: Man, I hope so. That would be huge. I mean, like Igor Shosturkin is, is nominated too, and I think he's an incredible candidate. Um, so it's he's got some tough competition just all around, but it would be so huge just, just for him, like on a personal level. I would, I would really love to see him win the Vesna.
1: You mentioned the uh, Florida goal of a lifetime. I remember watching videos of uh, Kane Van Gate. did you, did you meet him when he was there? Were you, uh, I don't remember, were you on the video? What was he like?
0: Yeah, man. So like, you know, when, when we first got there, there were so many goalies and they had us kind of like packed in all these rooms. And, uh, I remember dropping my bag down and and getting dressed and I looked over, uh, you know, I saw his gear sitting right next to me in the chair and I was like, oh man, that'd be kind of cool. Like if that's Kane Van Gate, whatever. And, you know, he came walking in and, you know, super chill and, and reserved. And, uh, you know, it was really nice meeting him. And, uh, you know, I, I think I ended up popping in the video at some point, just like, you know, as we were getting on the ice and everything like that, but, um, I ended up getting to know him, you know, pretty well over the years. He ended up coming to Nashville last summer. Um, you know, we got to jump on the ice, hang out and, you know, super awesome guy, but yeah, it was, it was cool getting to meet him for the first time down in Florida.
1: Be ready to move in some some hot takes or yeah or you ready Gold,
2: we like to call it Golub's cold takes
1: yeah <laughs> yeah man let's go all yeah. right um Tampa Bay just swept Florida probably with one of the best goaltending performances forty nine saves shutout to clinch the series against a very strong Tampa uh, Florida team is Tampa gonna win it and who stands I know you you skated with Colorado. Do you think, being in the locker room, do you think Colorado has what it takes to take down Tampa?
0: Uh, like, I think that's that's it. Like, I don't really think anybody else – the way Tampa's playing right now, and it's like, man, here we go again. Tampa's rolling through it. And, you know, Florida was a great team. Like, it's not like they, they were a bad team and just got steamrolled. But, like, man, like, once Tampa gets rolling, it's, it's kind of tough to really bet against them. You know, they – they came down here and played for that, um, that stadium series game here in Nashville. And it was,
1: it was again, like,
0: man, this team just like, once they get clicking, they get going. It's like, man, forget about it. Especially with Vasilevsky playing the way he is too. Like that guy's an absolute, absolute beast. So um, I don't know. It would be great to see a, a Colorado uh, Tampa final. Uh, I, I don't know. Just like as a hockey fan in general, you don't, you don't want to see Tampa win another one just because, <laughs> You know, that's, that's the, I don't want to say boring, but it's like, man, come on. Like, somebody else has to win it. You know what I mean? But I don't know. We'll see. Like, at this point, it's kind of, like I said, tough to bet against them. Like, they're just, they're just rolling through it.
1: One of the biggest things that Barnes has talked about on this is he's wearing the jersey right now. It talks about Vasilevsky possibly being one of the best goalies of all time. Even at this young of an age, he has accomplished so much. He's about, I think he's about to go to his third Stanley <laughs> Cup. What, what's your input on that? Do you think he is? Oh, absolutely.
0: I, I, I would say it's pretty underrated. You know what I mean? Like, you look at the numbers and the stuff that he's accomplished over the years, and it's it's impressive. And he's just, he's remained dominant. Like, he's still, like you said, putting up that performance he put up the other night. And um, I, Yeah, I think it's very easy to put him into that conversation as,
1: as you know, one of the best goalies. Yeah. You, what do you, what do you think about Tampa right now?
2: So I'm obviously a Tampa fan and a huge big cat fan. Um, I did the math this morning and I saw that he's stopped the last 76 shots he's seen. I don't remember the last time I've ever stopped 76 shots in a row. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I agree, yeah. so he's, he's putting up alien numbers right now. I, I don't even think he's from Russia. He might be from outer space. Um, He's yeah. really, he's, I like, there's some times in the game where you think the other team should score and they just don't because he's, he's there to just stop it. And it's got, got to be a killer for the other team knowing you have to play Vasilevsky.
1: Yeah. Without Vasilevsky, Tampa, I don't think Tampa would be half the team they are. Yeah. I mean,
2: that,
1: that's a
0: tough argument, too. Like, they're, they're an incredible team, but Vasilevsky, obviously, just like, he, he just. It dominates man it's it's like you said it's almost not fair. it's got to be pretty intimidating.
2: yeah, I was talking to a goalie today at my morning skate, and we were saying that they need to patch him like the NHL needs to patch him. He's a glitch <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just go in there and fix it, guys like
2: uh, How about you, goal? What's your thought
1: uh, I don't know. I mean, I like Edmonton. <laughs> A lot. I think Connor McDavid's really good. Like, really good. Uh, he held out against Los Angeles. I think he probably single-handedly did that with the help of the one, the only, Evander Kane. But I, I don't know. It. I think if Edmonton beats Colorado, I think that Tampa's going to be in trouble because – it once once McDavid gets hot, it'll be hard. It'll be hard to stop him even against Vasilevsky. Um, if Colorado wins, I think Tampa has it a little easier.
0: Yeah, I don't, like Connor McDavid is definitely one of those special players. Like one guy doesn't win it in hockey, you know, just hockey is a sport, especially lately the way the game has been been developing. But like just this guy, man, like he he's just he's that good. But, you know, anytime you get a chance to watch him, it's like it's that's a treat. You know what I mean? Anytime they would come through Nashville, it's like, all right, well, you get to watch Connor McDavid go to work. And, uh, you know, him here in the playoffs,
2: he's definitely uh, he's stepping up. When you question. Oh, sorry, Golem. My bad. Um, Kadri ran into uh, Bennington and he's out for the rest of the series. Uh, How do you think the Blues are going to stay in it? And will they be able to stay in
0: it? Well, they're they're another team that's like, you know, they've remained a a really good team since they won the cup and everything like that. Bennington has had some huge games, and he's been playing really well this this, uh, playoffs too. But I don't know, like, it's one thing to say that, you know, Bennington would have been the deciding factor in that series, but at the same time, like they're playing Colorado, but Colorado's just, they're Colorado right now. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't know, like, like you could argue that the Preds would have done better with Soros and that, but I don't think they win that series with Soros just, you know, because Colorado is so good. But I don't know, it definitely changes things up a bit. It's definitely a bummer for the Blues, but, you know, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how they, uh, how they turn things around.
1: Bindy?
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, I, the avs are like a really good team and I think they do have a lot of firepower, but I had Billy Husso in fantasy this year and there were some times that he was playing like an animal. So if he can find his game again, um, I think the blues could have a fighting chance, but if he can't, because I believe he's been struggling recently that I don't, I don't think they stand a chance.
1: I agree. Darcy Kemper is also playing pretty well right now. Uh, but Billy, really, Husso started the series against Minnesota, correct? Yeah. And they didn't start too hot against Minnesota. And once Bennington stepped in, they, they really stepped it up. So unless Huso finds something that we haven't seen before, I think it'll be very difficult for the Blues to stay in it. Um, brings us to our next question. Uh, the Battle of Alberta... It's probably one of the things that most hockey fans in Canada have been wanting to see for a very long time. And he tapped in on that.
0: Man, like, I don't think you even have to be a Canadian to appreciate that rivalry. Like that's the battle of Alberta is, it's just an exciting matchup and the fact that it's in the playoffs makes it even more exciting, but man, like that first game, it's like, like, Oh my God. Like, Like both teams, you know what I mean? Like, all of a sudden there's so many goals, but like, you know, nobody's out of it and all of a sudden you guys are coming back and it's, it's definitely not going to disappoint. And I don't think it's disappointed yet. Like it's, it's definitely one of the more exciting series to watch.
1: Yeah. Um, Mike Smith, Koskinen, that tandem, it can be scary. Mike Smith might be older than dirt, but <laughs> he still plays the puck better. Last week we had, um, Coach Kaiser on the, on the podcast, and he mentioned how from like 200 feet away, shot a puck, hit, hit the upper glass. So he's, he's still one of those guys that plays the puck better than a lot of other goaltenders in the NHL now and in the past. I think the only better is probably Martin Brodeur. Um, and Koskinen, I mean, there's no other goalie that wears the number 19 better. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well put. Very well put. Uh, that's all I have to say about him. Markstrom is a solid goaltender, although he gave up six goals in the first game. Vesna contender, great style, CCM pads. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see how both teams keep putting up with each other.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and after Mike Smith getting ran the other night, like, <laughs> classic Milan Lucic, like, uh, you know, Mike Smith... You know, he could be a hothead, too, but I don't know, man. Like, just that whole situation was kind of dicey.
1: Yeah, that's a that's another thing. Do you think uh, these NHL goalies are not, not being protected enough by the refs?
0: Uh, like, sometimes I think it goes both ways. Sometimes it's like, oh, man, like, you know, these goalies are almost overprotected. And there's some times where it's like, man, like, these goalies are definitely underprotected. But um, I don't know, like – the NHL handles goalie situations, you know, seemingly different every time. Especially with goalie interference, you never know what is actually going to be goalie interference or not. But um, I don't. Know, it, it is just tough to see, like a Mike Smith go back there to play the puck, get ran over. But you know, his helmet comes off. Everyone's piling up on top of him. Sure, you know, that's your starting goalie, you don't want, you obviously don't want him to get hurt after just going back there to play the
1: puck. Yeah, Barnes, you want to tap in on the battle of Alberta?
2: Yeah, I believe Koskinen just signed with a team in Europe like for next year. So I don't think he's going back to the Oilers. Um, I think McDavid is too much for Markstrom. I think Marsham's a really good goalie. But when watching the games, I, I see that he's a little too slow for McDavid. Not saying that Markstrom's a slow goalie. Um, I'm just saying McDavid's a really fast player and it's hard to match the speed of McDavid. Um, I feel like very few goalies in the league could do that. Um, and as much as you can joke about Evander Kane, um, I believe he had two hat tricks back-to-back. So he's actually on fire, and he and he's playing with Dreisaitl and McDavid, and that line's looking really scary. So I got Oilers beating the Flames now. So. Yeah, that's probably not a
0: bad call. Like, when you are on a line like, like that, it, it's almost like you're obligated just... Just tap backdoor tap basically because you know you gotta you gotta respect McDavid and you know even if you play the pass whatever like he still has to still get the get the pass over there I don't know like we saw the other night it's just like oh the same situation you know what I mean Connor McDavid coming down the side just pass it over to Kane he thank <laughs> just bangs him home like there's not much you could really do
1: yeah um last we or not last but we have Hur- Hurricanes and Rangers going at it right now. Uh, thoughts on that? I know a couple games have gone by. I thought Rangers were going to just wipe them. But Hurricanes are putting up a pretty good fight.
0: Yeah, that's that's turned into another really good series. Um, like I think at this point, I've, I've become such a big Shosturkin fan. I love watching him play. Uh, you know, he's not a huge guy, you know, compared to a lot of other goalies. So it's it's really good to see you know, him kind of show off the amount of skill that like he has, but, um, man, Carolina's Carolina's doing pretty well too. They're, they're definitely handling their own
1: Ranta's is definitely holding his own in net right now,
0: man. He has some sick backdoor staves. Like even in that, uh, even in the Boston series, some of these big stretched like backdoor staves, it's like, man, how did he even, how did he even pull that off.
1: Yeah. Barnes
2: to be honest, I was, I was a Ranta uh, doubter. Um, Carolina tweeted the whole DL the other day, and I, I took that really personal because I was one of those. I was one of those haters, but he's really proven me wrong, and he's been playing really well, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I agree. Rent Rent is strong. Um, I do like their future with that their uh, backup uh, or backup right now, that Russian kid. Um, stepped in late in the season, stepped in early in the Boston series, waiting for uh, Ranta. It's a shame that uh, Freddie Freddie Anderson's in Carolina now, right? That's their guy? Yeah, it's it's a shame he went down. And uh, I think he held himself, but you can't just throw a goalie in to a playoff setting right away. Um, So uh, it, it was tough and he handled himself. So I think they have a bright future with that kid.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's got a lot of fire too. Kids huge, you know, it was good to see him kind of get in the mix with uh, with Marshan there. I thought that was pretty great, but
2: uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, they're definitely in good hands. Yeah, he was poking the Lambo, <laughs> <laughs> I
1: thought that was great. Um, gold lo- locker room in Colorado. I know, I know we're going back to it, but are there, were there, who started that game for Colorado?
0: So I think, uh, I think Kemper ended up testing positive
1: and then Frank Hoos
0: got the call. And I, you know, I'm, I'm on my way uh, down to the arena and, uh, you know, I was talking to Benny Vandercock, the goalie coach for the Preds. I'm like, man, like, you know, I'm stepping in this situation. Like, you got any words of advice? Like anything, you know, whatever. And he didn't really say much, but he's like, man, just a heads up. Like Frank Hoos, like he hadn't played in something like, a year and a half, two years, like, hasn't started a game. And he was just coming off injury after being injured for a while. And he's like, if ever there was an opportunity, like, you know, this is it. So, you know, uh, he ended up doing really well and having a great game. He was a super nice guy, too, talking to him in the room.
1: Did you notice any superstitions of, of the goalie, that, of him?
0: No, no, not really. I mean, he, he mostly kind of kept to himself in his corner over there. and um, You know, I, I think – given this opportunity to start a game, which he hadn't done in a while. I think he, he really wanted to lock things down, get focused and, uh, you know, definitely a, a pro pro in, in my opinion. You know, I, I didn't notice any kind of like weird quirks or anything like that, but um, yeah, it, it, was, it was good to see, you know, a guy like him knuckle down and, and, you know, handle a situation like that.
2: So our last question for you is, did you get to keep the jersey? And is it I did. Is it fresh? I kept the jersey
0: and, and they gave me a hat too. I, I don't know if I was supposed to keep the hat or not, but I, you know, walked out with it on. So, uh yeah, I got to keep the jersey, got the hat. Um, you know, a couple a couple pretty awesome mementos from the experience.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. So, thank you so much for coming on and talking to the boys.
1: Um Yeah, thanks.
0: Yeah, sweet. Thanks for having me, guys. This was uh this was fun.
1: Awesome. Thank you.
0: Yeah.